Hey everyone, welcome to Late Inning Pressure Situations, Lips, a podcast brought to you by two cousins who are Houston Astros super fans. We talk about everything baseball, including what's up with our favorite players, game highlights, and our and your most cherished Astros moments. We're on. We're on. We're here. You know what's cool about this new setup we're trying is it took one try. We're hoping. We have no idea if this is actually (laughs) going to work. I'm just hoping it's going to work. Hi, guys. Welcome again to season two, episode four. It's the redo of Legends Never Die. We never die. So we're here again. doing it again yeah we're not we're trying not to die but um, <laughs> so it turns out that the audio that we recorded on Sunday of this episode made me look like a super asshole <laughs> it was it was odd but it was not I mean I don't think so because you could tell something was wrong with it you know yeah I feel like it was very inter- I was very interruptive and just dismissive of your thoughts which wasn't and I was laughing before you even told jokes so that's when I was like "Eh, it kind of works and then there were times where you're laughing and then I would say something I was like that's just weird yeah it was it was it was strange and then you asked a question and I answered it as you're asking the questions like yeah let's redo so this is the redo um there's a couple of things to talk about spring training updates Asi you want to give us some updates on that um well the one news that we've kind of talked about it's it's not a big one but minor but we've talked about it pretty much all spring is if we were going to get a new slogan for this year and it seems to be confirmed we're gonna go again with for the h which i really love that slogan i'm guessing it's like we're saving money kind of thing they probably made a bunch of merchandise with it and and now they get to reuse that merchandise and things. Probably some of the giveaways had it on there. So mm-hmm. I, I like a slogan that's about the team, not about the trophy. I feel like it's better for us that way. Um, I like Amber, it. Too. Sorry, I was going to say I like it too, but I feel like this would have been the perfect year to bring back respect Houston, just because we get so much disrespect from MLB right now. Yeah, it. It. I mean, well, maybe if we win if i'm gonna say it like that um that would be really cool to for next year's slogan um i think anything focused on the city is is really cool and that seems to be you know the guys are so vocal about playing for the city we've already had one big storm already you know surely hurricane season will not be pretty so it's nice to have like a rallying cry for for the city so that's nice to see um other spring training updates of course we had a longer uh discussion last time but we since passed that so the big ones are that um it's been reported that Fromberg does not need surgery so that's a big win for us super excited to have who we believe our team ace um, come back sooner. Yeah. Um, he's in Florida, probably going through COVID quarantine and, and getting started. I made a bet with my sister, Andy, my medical source, that <laughs> if she guesses the date of his return correctly within three days, either way, I would buy her an Astros gift. Okay. She has picked April 25th. A perfect day. That's today. It's a light jacket. Oh, oh, April 25th. Okay, so yeah. she's got a month. Okay. But she did not say today. No. It's a light um, jacket. That's all you need. That's <laughs> all you need. That's the gift she sent me. So um, so that's Andy's guess. So let's let's hope she's correct, even if it costs me some money. Yeah, that's that's good. Um it seems like our candles worked. Mm-hmm. So um we have some we are miracle workers now. We can add that to our resumes. We really are. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Our grandma will be so proud. <laughs> We're carrying on the Bruja torch. <laughs> um, that was a big one. And then, and then what's the other big injury update? Justin Verlander is coming off of Tommy John surgery and he threw his first pitch. It wasn't on the mound, but it's a start and it's going in the right direction. Hopefully we'll see him at the end of the year, if nothing else, to be, you know, the, um, the surprise in the bullpen 
during a yes. playoff game. I think that would be really cool time to bring him out. And nothing, no high pressure situations, just, you know, let him come back as he needs to. It's going to be like McCullers. McCullers wasn't great his first year back, but he did okay. So he did. You're right. And, and he, and Verlander wouldn't pitch as much as McCullers did last right. season. So it would be, you know, and you can go, if you put him on the ALDS roster, he's in the pen, you know, maybe you throw him out for one game and if he does great, you know, talk with him, see if he want to do for ALCS and if he doesn't do great, well then, you know, you know, don't do it. You know, right. it's just another potential option, but that guy's a beast. He's such a, he's such a competitor. I feel like out of everybody on the team, he's probably the biggest, him and Bregman are probably the biggest competitors on the team. Yes. So I just, I never count that guy out. Yeah. Um, with it, with the news, like when we just saw Odorizzi's, Odorizzi had his first start Yeah. yesterday, didn't go great. However, that guy hasn't, he pitched like 14, innings last season so he hasn't really pitched since 2019 and he's kind of doing a more quick ramp up you know to get some time so we don't we won't take in like him giving up seven <laughs> runs as a sign of what he's gonna do we still came back and won which is great we were down eight zero we came back and scored 11 unanswered runs which you'd love to see from the lineup but with that and with Fromber coming back sooner than later, how do you imagine the rotation filling out? We know Grinky's opening day starter. Right. So um, how do you think it goes after that? Grinky, McCullers, um, Oda Rizzi, Urquidy, and Javier to start the season. Okay. And then once Fromber comes back, I think he takes the place of probably Javier. Okay. Because I think Javier would be good in the pin is like that middleman to get mm -hmm. you a lot of innings. Um, so that would be my my top. I can't take it Urquidy out, especially after the game he's having right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he finally I think they finally took him out. I'm not sure if they took him okay. out or not. Um, but yeah, he was throwing a, what would have been a perfect game. Have not allowed a single base runner. Um, we saw Luis Garcia throw an immaculate inning last night. Um, for those of you who don't know, an immaculate inning is you get. You strike out three batters, three pitches each. So you to throw a total of nine pitches, all strikes. Uh, Will Harris had one in 2019. Right. Um, so it was really cool. I think I think Belak has a chance to be the fifth starter to start this season. Okay. Because he's more stretched out than Javier. I don't know how many pitches Javier is. I think they just put Belak in the game, but we know he's thrown 70 pitches. And he's looked better since that first disastrous spring training game so i'm i'm gonna say belak over javier just because he's more stretched out than javier that's true i didn't think about about belak but that's a good um suggestion it could be until javier comes back i still feel like javier is a little bit better of a pitcher than belak just he just seems more controlled Maybe a little more mature than Belak, which could not. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Well, I I agree with that. I think that if he if Javier was the same amount of stretched out as Belak, I would put Javier in for sure. They, yeah. I mean, he was what third in rookie of the year voting last right. year. Yeah. This guy had never pitched above double A, right? You yeah. know, so. yeah, I it was A, but you're. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He definitely hadn't pitched in triple A, but I think you're right. He hadn't pitched above single A ball. So I, I think Javier is a better of the two. I think that ju just because he had to be quarantined for so long, you know, we still haven't seen Pedro Baez. So put Javier in the pin and then Belak as your fifth starter. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting because Scrub probably won't be ready. He had a little so shoulder thing. So Dusty will have some pin choices, but they're, they're good choices. Right. Have. We have a lot of choices, especially in the pin. Um, I think there were some that we were talking about the first time that we did this <laughs> and we left out Stanek who is having a really good spring training yeah yeah is having a quiet nice spring training um Presley has been doing great Presley looks Presley looks like Presley the Presley we know Joe Smith I think is still probably has a little bit of rust but still coming back from it but I like when the pin guys are quiet like yes. they're just when you just like wonder you're at a game and you're like well, what? This guy's ERA is under two? Like, he, he's doing this? Like, he hasn't allowed a, 
I listened to an interview with Presley with the Astros Fans UK, and he was talking about that streak he had where he had like the like he set the record for the longest streak without giving up a run. Mm -hmm. And he said if he was at a point where he a guy would come into the box and he would just laugh in his head thinking like I'm gonna get you out. Like he was that confident in, in in his head, and I feel like that's what we're seeing on the mound right now. Like that, that laughing in his head, and I love it. I love that. That's great. I hope that some of that rubs off on some of these young guys. I still ha I still worry about Paredes. Um, I think he he's very inconsistent right now, at least through spring training. So um, we'll see how this goes. I think Paredes is definitely a one inning guy at this point. I think with the return of Joe Smith and Stanek, who's more of a veteran, I think Paredes is your seventh inning guy. And then you have some veteran options for your eighth inning to get to Presley. Um, but Paredes yeah. hit 99 on the gun the other day. So it's definitely a guy, if you can get to consistency, like that's, that's, that's insane. I think he even like looked back at the scoreboard to see what he hit. Yeah. He's so happy. Um, so then with the pitching more set, and we'll talk about the big pitching news well, in a second. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in other pitching news, you want to just finish You want to go ahead and jump into it, or you want to save it to the end of this? Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so, well, big news. It's not a news we've mentioned every single episode. However, it's still great news. Lance McCullers and the Astros have agreed to an extension. So we have him for this year and then five more years after that. So six years for sure left for Lance McCullers, $85 million. I know they've already posted a breakdown. I don't think they've posted incentives yet. A lot of times the deals have, you know, like this bonus, if you win a Cy Young, if you're an all-star, if you pitch this many innings. Um, so super excited, super happy to have Lance, um, who, who has been very vocal about wanting to be a lifetime Astro. But what do you think? What do you think about this? I mean, you and I have talked about this before. We didn't really think that this was one that was going to happen before the season started. I'm actually, we were, I was shocked yesterday. Yes. I was like, oh, is this a John Heyman tweet? Because it doesn't sound right. <laughs> it actually was at the start. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm happy that it's happening because I think that he is a lifelong Astro and, and honestly, it'll probably take him to the end of his career. So um, I'm good with it. I, I feel okay with it. I was surprised. I had just the morning told my coworker, we, we chat a lot about Astros. He's a real sweet guy. His daughter is like a massive Springer fan. Um, I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone over three years just because of his injury history. So I was a little, I'm not so much surprised about the money as I am surprised about the length of the contract. But I think what it's saying is, is the Astros firmly believe that McCullers is going to be what we've always thought he could be. I think that they are seeing something in him that they, I mean, that's a big bet for the Astros who historically don't like to sign long contracts. Mm -hmm. Not that five years is long, but for a pitcher like McCullers, it is. So I'm hoping that they're, they're, they have to have a, something that's really, 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 really telling them. Right. I think they said that this is one of the, the biggest contracts that Crane has ever done for a player. Yeah, Crane was personally involved in the negotiations, I think is what Chandler Rome had tweeted. So it's a big one. Um, and we're, we're happy, you know, McCullers really believes in the team. He's real cool about getting us another ring. Yeah. Regardless of his injuries, which, we, you know, of course, we hope for multiple reasons why we don't want that. He will, I mean, the guy, he should have had Tommy John in 2016. Right. He, yeah. he, 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 I mean, even in 2018, he was out there in the playoffs. He, you, you, everybody knew he needed Tommy John, and he was throwing through it. That's a guy who's going to do whatever he can for, for the team and the fans. Right. Absolutely agree. He, and he's been such a good um, advocate for the city and just an all-around good player. I, I like him. I like the, the signing, and I hope it works out for the other signing that we're very encouraged about. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll talk about that at the end. That's been a little bit more terrifying. A lot of texting yeah. back and forth today about it, um, but we'll save that for the end. Sure. So let's just uh, real quick to wrap up spring training, the lineup. Um, Sousa is officially gone. 
Yeah. Um, he didn't make the major league team, which we didn't expect. And, you know, it, that's like a major league player. He's not going to have a minor league option. So, so mm-hmm. he's, he's gone. Um, but he only had, what, like two hits and, you know, he yeah. had an injury already. Yeah, it, it, it you know, we, we hoped for the best. You want a guy to succeed, but it was the right call. Most likely McCormick, I think, will get that, that fourth outfielder, which it's time. It's time to see what he can do. Yeah. And he's had a good spring training. So I think that that's a good move. Um, It does look that like Altuve is going to be the leadoff hitter. And after today's spring training game where he started the game with a home run, I'm okay with that. (laughs) I think Altuve, I mean, the guys in the past, what, like three days have scored over 20 runs. Yeah. With the lineup of, what is it, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Bregman. Correa. No, wait. Tucker. Because I'm going to put two lefties. Alvarez. Alvarez. No, Alvarez is sixth. Okay. Because they were just saying on the radio that Dusty has slotted him lower to try to limit his running the bases. But he won't necessarily stay sixth, but right now it's still. So Alvarez has been batting six. I know it goes Alvarez, Gurriel, Straw, and then who's ever catching. And Castro's had a hit already today. Yeah. Yesterday's game, Alvarez is the only one without a hit. So they scored 11 runs. When I came in here, they already scored three, already left five on base, which <laughs> sounded more like the Astros, we know. But um, a lot of walks. Straw had a walk, which we've talked about. So the lineup looks good. Solid. The lineup looks scary. Yeah, which I hope that people are scared of them. It, it's going to be a, a tough go around for any starter p- starting pitcher especially the Oakland A's that we see next week. <laughs> next week yes, not Mike Fires. So that's that first spring training for our big, our big updates. Um, lot, lots of good news, lots of happy things we're seeing. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you one last thing. What did you think about Grinky being named the, st- the opening day starter? I was surprised. I, if it hadn't been Fromber, I would have put McCullers just because it seems like McCullers is a little more stressed out. I think he hit 90 pitches the other day. Mm-hmm. And then you also just signed him to this big contract. I mean, guy got paid, you know. Yeah. So I, I, it's all, and Grinky, this is his last season with us, although we actually still technically have to pay him through 2026. Um, so I, it's a little surprising. My guess, it feels old school, which Dusty can be, you know, here's the veteran. And it's also maybe a sign of respect. This is what his 18th season yeah. in the big that, league. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it just doesn't feel as exciting as if it were Fromber or McCullers. No. If it were McCullers, you'd be more pumped about it, like more excited. And then you have Grinky come out and say, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I love that though. Fucking Grinky. Sorry, I didn't mean to cause it just came off. It was Grinky. But one thing that's interesting, I read a stat that the Astros have won their last eight opening day games. The longest record is nine it's either they're tied right now and they'll pass it or if they hit nine they will tie for the longest record of wins straight for opening day games yeah no pressure guys enjoy no, that no pressure well you know Granky is a perfect guy actually because he just does not care he'll be like okay sorry i lost the streak i don't care yeah so, or just be like yeah my stuff was bad or like i actually threw a good game but the guys didn't hit like it's just gonna be just so Hopefully, that'll be really cool to see if, if we can start with the bang for that. Well, it's April 1st, so we have one week until opening day. Um, and that's, so we're still in the middle of March 53rd, I guess. Is that what's that the date today? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how many days are in March still, so. <laughs> well, in honor of March Madness, because it truly does seem mad, <laughs> is uh, we have been doing our own March Madness on our Instagram page. So our first bracket was the best baseball movie. And that was a lot of fun. We picked the terrific top terrific 12 movies. Um, I'm not going to name them again because it would take me forever to find them. But <laughs> it was yeah. it was a lot of like a, a mix of old school and new school. So like Bull Durham, Mr. 3000, A League of Our Own. Sandlot, Moneyball, um, Angels in the Outfield, Little Big League. So, you know. I think the only surprise when we didn't end up having on the list was Field of Dreams. 
because I remember we discussed how much we hated Kevin Costner in the it, last one. So it did make the list of top 12 movies. It was, oh, okay. we did put it on our bracket. It just got zero votes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know because Kevin Costner sucks. And sucks. as we realized when you're an adult watching that movie, the plot line is ridiculous <laughs> and so terrible that it no longer feels good. Like, and it's not just the like guys have come from heaven part. It's like, the whole, I'm going to go steal this writer who's James Earl Jones. Yeah. Like, it, like, it's so dumb. Like, this this guy would probably be locked up in a mental hospital <laughs> today. And it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it can't be like an old-timey movie that, like, old people like, is it? It's not that this our bracket was generational the way that it went, out, went the way that it did, right? It's not because of that. It's because Filled Up Dreams really sucks, right? But that's funny because it does feel that way. I mean, like, I feel like the biggest, most popular ones are like Sandlot, you know, League of Their Own. Definitely, I mean, those were our, those were our two finals, Rookie yeah. of the Year, Little Big League. Like, those all came out in the 90s, you know, yeah. so that's funny. Yes. Well, I think the problem was Field of Dreams had to go up against Sandlot. So that's mm. why it got zero votes. So... And Kevin Costner. Because <laughs> he's terrible. But um, so we had some good ones. Um, I guess let's see. The the final bracket was the League of Their A League of Their Own versus Sandlot. And then it was we had our most voters of all time. Well, before that, were you survive were you surprised by how the voting was going? No. Um I think the hardest one for me would have been uh, in the first round, Moneyball went up against Little Big League. Mm, and I, I really liked movie. Little Big League as a kid, but I really like Moneyball too. Right. I mean, you can't really beat Brad Pitt eating food all the time. <laughs> all the time yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he really does that, if Billy Bean does that. I think he left the A's, right? He's like doing like soccer or something. I mean, that's definitely, I'm pretty sure Billy Bean left. He, he's not there anymore, which is crazy because he's been there forever. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough one. I love Moneyball. That's, I'll, I'll watch it. I think I watched it like three times in a row the other day. I just had it mm -hmm. on the background. I was working from home. I just, I, I, I think for me, as I feel like baseball is its own character in the movie. You know, of course, it has that great part where, you know, the whole metaphor of that the, they have that minor league guy, he's a bigger guy, and he's too afraid to run to second because he's mm -hmm. not fast. And so he hits the ball, decides he's going to try to run for second, and he falls down, and he's crawling back to first, and then he realizes he hit a homer, like a monster yeah. homer. And, like, I tear up. Like, it's just like, because, like, and then Brad Pitt says that great line. He's like, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Yes. You know, it's just, it's so, I, I just feel like they do a really good job of showing also how, how manipulative the game can be to the players and how right. they're judged, but just how much people really, really love this game, you know? Yes. And uh, it shows the business side, which mm -hmm. the average fan wouldn't see. Um, like they had to pay for their own sodas, some don't, and they, I don't know, it was just, it, it's absolutely, it's such a great movie, so I was surprised, um, with that one. What else, were there any that you were surprised with during the bracket? I wasn't necessarily surprised, but when Moneyball went up against the League of Their Own, that was a tough one. Of course, I, I well, we didn't vote. We were we only voted, I think, once for a tie break. That's, that's, we let you guys, the fans, and thank you so much for voting. That was so great and so fun to see you guys participating with that. Um, see, of course, you're always open to voice your opinions. Mm -hmm. um, but that one, if I had voted, would have been really tough for me, um, just because they're both not just good baseball movies, they're really good movies. You know, acting's yeah. fantastic. Like, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill were nominated for Oscars for it, you know. So I don't think it was a surprise, but that one was was super... I, I did not envy you guys when you had to vote <laughs> through, through that round. Yes, but we do appreciate the votes, especially towards the end. When we got to the last couple of movies, we got more voters, which was awesome. We had a total of 12 voters for the last round. A league of our own versus a league of their own. I keep calling it our own versus yeah. Sandlot. And um, Sandlot won by two votes. That's, that's 
uh, it's a legend. It's a legend that never dies, right? It's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, Sandlot, I think, like you said, like, it's so quotable, you know, and now it's made a way into pop culture. Like, sometimes you hear about people wearing the shirts and they've never actually, like, younger people, and they know (laughs) I'm 34, and they've never seen the movie, you know, and even with its, like, kind of ridiculous plot line, and then you kind of realize, like, they actually haven't had played baseball most of this movie they run Um, half the movie (laughs) right right but it's just they're so memorable the lines and the characters um I had posted a picture on Instagram one year for my birthday Stevie did a baseball theme and she the guys from the Sandlot autographed I did air quotes my ball and she had done different handwritings for each of the guys that was sweet. It was really cool um so I think it's just like it's just a very memorable it's very easy to remember something or someone from from that movie you yeah. know it, it's so great and of course like Benny the Jet was so dreamy when you were cool. He was just I my, I want to well this is copyrighted if you're listening no one can steal this. I want to get a chihuahua and I want to name him Benjamin Franklin the Jet Rodriguez Falcon. Like <laughs> for the full name. I swear to God if any of y'all steal that I'm coming cuz that is copyrighted. Um wow. <laughs> I have no words. That's a beautiful game, and I don't think you'll have anybody steal it because everybody will forget by the end of this episode. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so, of those movies, what are what's your favorite? Since you didn't vote, what was your favorite movie? Definitely a League of Their Own, which is, but it's the one I watched the least out of all the movies. I usually do a baseball movie marathon before the season starts. Um, And I also include um, the Simpsons episode. I don't know if you watched the Simpsons, um, but there's an episode where um, the power plant has a softball team in there and then they end up in the championship and they're going to play the rival power plant. So Mr. Burns hires all these professional players for random jobs around the plant, like Ken Griffey Jr., Daryl Strawberry, Roger Clemens, and Homer is really upset because he had made a magic bat. It's supposed to be like that, and then um, the natural, and then he, and then he gets booted for the team for Daryl Strawberry. It's uh, all we. I will put it on for you one day because it's it's so so. See, we actually printed the picture of the team of all of them, but it's funny because. Um, Homer asked Roger Clemens, did I make the team? He's like, yeah, you did. And Homer's cheering goes, wait a minute. Are you Ken Griffey Jr.? Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's included in my rotation. But leave it on. Back to the actual topic. Um, it's just, so, it's so, it's oh, also, I feel like for women, like, it's just so empowering. It's, it's yeah. so, you know, it's it's so, so it, even though it's so hard to watch, yeah, like it's so so hard to watch. I like the the Will and Grace line that you said in the in the previous episode. Oh yeah, how in the in one episode, Jack is talking about a league of their own, and he's like, ah, oh, a simpler time when Madonna was relevant and Rosie was gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny, so which perfect. Is true. It's true. It was was that like late eighties or early nineties? No, it was like early nineties, like yeah. ninety two, ninety three. And truly, you can't meet, beat a movie with Tom Hanks in it, too. I mean, he just, he played that part so well. Um, Gina Davis was perfect for that role. She's so amazing. Well, controversial question. <laughs> Do you think Dottie purposely dropped the ball so Kit could win the World Series? I do. I, I 100% do. I believe that she did because she knew she was going back home to her husband. And she knew that Kit wanted to, do, to keep going. So she did it for Kit's career. Do you agree with that choice? Like, would you have done it? I don't know if I would have done it. I'm not the best. (laughs) (laughs) I like how, like, in the the movie, I think the tickets for their World Series game were, like, $5 or something. That's that's the real dream. Okay, next controversial question. Do you think Kit should have been a lesbian? stand by my answer I don't I don't think that she was not a lesbian (laughs) sure she might have had kids and stuff she might have had grandkids but that doesn't mean that she didn't have fun in her time with the baseball team is awesome you know with Rosie that's true you know given the time it was the 40s like Maybe she really did love one of her teammates but society wasn't as open as it is now I mean 
I'm, I, but you know, I'm kind of glad she wasn't because she's so annoying that I would have been mad. I'm like, God, you have a lesbian character and she's so annoying. Oh my gosh. She's constantly like, I gotta get out of here, daddy. Like, go, go away. Talking too much. Like, no wonder no one likes you. So hilarious. Um, So if there is a remake on the way, hint, hint, Netflix, maybe you should think about the demographics of America and maybe include some, you know, different plot lines. (laughs) I think that they will. It's it's by one of the girls, the girl who played Abby in Broad City. I don't know if you watched that show. It's really, really okay. funny. Yeah. Um, so she's the one uh, uh, who sold it to Amazon, I think. Um, so I think that they'll cover, I, I would hope too they would cover um, Black women. I hope, you know, and, and how, even if it's not necessarily historically accurate, like, yeah. you know, I mean, Especially now, since the Hall of Fame considers Negro Leagues a part of everything as they right. should, you yeah. know, so it would be really great to see see that representation. And truly, and truly, if you can get through that movie without crying, you're a robot, because there's no way. It's like still Magnolias. See, there's no way. I get to that certain point, and I just have to turn it off. Otherwise, I'm sobbing. <laughs> I look very silly. I totally forgot last episode you brought up Steel Magnolias. Stevie loves to just randomly be like, open your eyes, Shelby. I want you to open your eyes. Whatever <laughs> she does it, it's so, so funny. <laughs> it sounds terrible that we're saying that, but it's honestly the way she does it. She'll just randomly bust out with it. And I'm just like, yeah, that was annoying. You decided to have a kid, but you knew she didn't, and now you're dying. Okay. I mean, it's, I, I, that's not a good one to rewatch ever, but um, anyway. Yeah, I, I was, it was a good, a good, I think that was the, those were the movies that should have been in the final, for yeah. sure. I think that those are the, probably the two most popular, they're the two that are most, like, culturally relevant still, you know, people still watch them, League of Their Own is about to get another boost with Amazon, right. you know, they're still, they're still, around you know if, if you don't make another baseball movie again you have such a great collection of movies that that are lasting and i mean well we're those two movies are about to be what like 30 years old oh my god yeah oh ooh, i feel gross no that means that we're that old too speaking of age if i were 12 or 13 during this bracket my vote would have been like little big league versus rookie of the year <laughs> okay so why do you love little big league so much what sticks out in your mind with that movie so it, that it's the terrible plot line. I mean, we've talked about these movies and how terrible they actually are. I mean, a 12-year-old inherits a baseball team? Come on. <laughs> no, I like how you said it last time. His grandfather bequeathed him as the team. <laughs> His grandfather bequeathed him the team. Um, and then he chose himself as the manager. And it's just so unbelievable. And then these guys are like, yeah, we're going to follow it. A 12-year-old says, doubtful. Doubtful ever. But um, there is one line in it. Um, so Kenny Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. is in the movie and they keep throwing to first base, which is where he's at. And he tells the first baseman, I think because of that, I'm still second. Then I'm still third. I might even still home. And the first baseman says, do what you gotta do, Junior. And that is my <laughs> favorite line of any movie of any time. I, wa- I say it at least twice a day. She really does work it in. Yes, she actually works it into regular, it catches you off guard. Like, you're like, okay, like, wait, she just quoted the movie because she just uses it so much. And it's really, really funny. Like, how we birdied me a couple huh? weeks ago. You used it on me a couple weeks ago in text message. I did. I was really proud of myself. I don't even, I think we were talking about the the bracket and how you would vote. And then you, you said how we were disagreeing. I think it was. And I said, well, do what you got to do, Junior. I like how we've already mentioned Ken Griffey Jr. twice. And <laughs> Um, legends never die so legends never die that's just true and i'm thinking of a nintendo 64 game with him in it um yeah that my favorite part of little big league is um how they're on the road traveling and he watches an inappropriate movie in the hotel room and the mom for some reason gets the hotel bill which why you're not paying for it the team is why is it going to your ugly house that you still live in even though you're clearly worth a ton of money right. and your dad 
had a ton of money mm-hmm. and he watched the same one like 12 times in a row why right or he watched like 12 different he watched a no, lot the same one in a row it was like debbie does dallas or something <laughs> night, night nurses of jersey that's what it was <laughs> you know what it is um and she was just like well don't do it again he was like i'm sorry and i'm just like that's some white people stuff right there you just <laughs> caught your 12-year-old son who should be at school but had to leave because for his job um, of managing a baseball team of which he owns and he watches porn 12 times in a row and you're just like don't do that again yeah but then she grounds him for cussing out an umpire during a game it makes no sense the movie makes zero sense it's awesome it's so awesome i kind of want to watch it this weekend i think we I, we should watch it this weekend we should do that I'm, I'm um i i really of all the really crazy ones a rookie of the year is probably my favorite i mean oh. chuck studman uh the, you know the rocket um but that that movie is again a 12 year old like we should do they should do a crossover of like the 12 year old manager has to play the team with the 12 year old pitcher. Like that would be awesome. Oh my God, we should write that. I mean, but uh, they're little league, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like actual little league baseball. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and they're, they're wearing the World Series rings while they play the little league game, which yeah. he, you know, as a World Series ring owner, I can tell you that's not possible anymore. That's, that is just so heavy. It's not, not super you wear it because that's what you do for the team not because it's comfortable you risk scratching it and i mean are you really going to do all that and let's talk about the real problem with that movie that they still got a world series ring after they lost two of their starting pitchers in before they even got to the nlcs oh my god wasn't it was for like the division right like oh my god it was it was oh so we didn't talk about this when we tried to record last time but i've talked about it with you so when i was little so you know they're always facing there's because they're a national league team so they play the mets a lot and like it's in the they make it full circle in his first game and then the last game he has to face that like massive guy who's who like a you know hits a lot of homers and stuff his name is hato but when I was little, I thought his name was Potato. And I thought, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. They call him Potato. Like, he looks like one. And the reason why I thought that, because John Candy was one of the radio commentators. And so it's like, you know, they're one out away from the division and going to the playoffs. And, you know, he's lost the ability to, to throw his fastball. And then Hato comes to the plate. And John Candy says, oh, no, it's Hato. But when I was little, I thought he said, it's potato. So I, I probably until I was an adult and I rewatched it, I thought that guy's name was potato. Hilarious. I know. It's not, <laughs> it's not as fun. So it's not completely off. Yeah, I, I was like, mm-hmm. I thought it was like his nickname. Not that his like actual name, but I thought, okay, well, that guy looks like a potato. You know, like I would definitely call him potato. And it's just so, so. Uh, even now I can't break sometimes like if I'm doing something something's wrong I'm like oh no it's potato or like oh no potato I thought he said oh no potato that's what it was <laughs> so and like and how surprised they are when he comes up to bat like oh I didn't know he was next like come on <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know how lineup cards are tricky to read when you've already faced the lineup like three, four times in the game. So. Oh my gosh, there's just so many problematic things. But my favorite part, go ahead, tell tell the limo ride story. Oh my gosh, so they get the limo and they're taking Chet Studman home, and he asked, and of course he, you know, was probably trying to pair off his mom with Chet Studman, and he asks his mom if she wants a cocktail, mm-hmm. and then he, she's like, "Where did you learn how to do this?" He goes, "The road, babe," which is a line we love to quote. And then he goes, "Okay, so club soda." Club soda. That is the cocktail. Yep. You're literally pouring water into a glass. Yep. And then his mom goes, club soda, babe. <laughs> like, this is, what? This is, Float it's it. It's really, you float it. Oh, yeah, we float see that one quite a bit to each other. We do, yeah. <laughs> so I recently did a deep dive into IMDb on that movie, and I found out a bunch of things. Like, Chet Stedman was um, supposed to be kind of centered around, like, the rocket, like, Roger Clemens kind of picture at the end of his career and that this movie was directed by Daniel Stern 
who is one of the um, robbers from Home Alone, which is so funny to me that this was his one and only movie that he ever directed. Is it because it was that bad or because it was that perfect? No, I'm saying once you peek, get out of the game. Like that's exactly what I would do. Why, why keep going when you've already made perfection? Like you're not gonna top yourself unless you do the crossover with Little Big League. That's the only way you could top it. But I just came up with it 30 seconds ago, so he can't have it anyways. And all the, and I mean, considering these movies are 25 to 30 years old. That too. Like, all these guys are dead or? Like, is, does he even have a pro- I'm surely he needs a project to work on. So we can do this. And then you could have, what's his face? I mean, he hasn't done anything since like American Pie. Come play the Chet Stedman, the Rocket version to the little, the new little boy. I don't know who the little boy is. But the problem with that, again, is that he was, he sucked at baseball until he broke his arm. And then he went back to sucking because he started floating the ball. So we don't, we don't know if he got better. So he's definitely not a pitcher. But then when he played the little league, little league game with his World Series ring, he was like a center fielder. An outfield, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, okay, new idea. (laughs) <laughs> crossover between rookie of the year little big league angels in the outfield Oof, okay. because now because in order to try to win the game against the 12 year old manager in his new outfield position he needs help so he has to have the angels the angels matthew mcconaughey before he runs for governor oh good lord <laughs> there's no way there's no way i'm gonna write this and then we are going to do a live reading of the script for one whole episode. We're going to do it. I'm down. I'm down. I can help you all type. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thank you all for participating in our, in our bracket about base, best baseball movies. Congrats to the Sandlot for staying legend. Um, what's coming up next for our brackets? What are we in the middle of? We're in the middle of best Astros playoff plays. Um, so tomorrow, I need to check my schedule. Tomorrow we'll finish out round one. It's Elite Eight. Um, so I, the first round has been going on every single day. So, oh, no, today. Ooh, it looks like the today. first. Yeah. So today like will be. Today. Yeah. Today will be the, I'll post after we're done, will be the last bracket for the first round. And then. Um, Friday and Saturday will be the final four and then Sunday will be the final so please vote even if we love to see the interactions from you guys love to know what you guys think Um, even if you don't watch Astros watch baseball you feel like oh maybe I don't have enough knowledge to really make a decision I we're posting the little clips of the plays. just vote for what you like the most you know they're they're all great they're all part of Astros myth they're all all astros legends so please vote we we love when you guys vote we love to see it um you know some they're tough i don't know yes. necessarily how i i made it tough for sure they are um, very tough i've had yeah. i've struggled when i looked at it like oh that's that's not a good one <laughs> right it's but. definitely it's it's but you know what do what you gotta do junior do so. what you gotta do junior because yep. i mean it's, this is this is your bracket so one thing that was fun in making this bracket, which will lead to our next point, is, is like, oh, do I post the Korea walk-off or do I post the Korea walk-off? Or do I post uh-huh. the Korea game-winning hit? Or do I post, like, this of Korea? So a lot of, there were a lot of Korea options, which brings us to our next point. Our next point is everybody light a candle, put his face on it, say, get your rosary beads out, do what you got to do, Junior, because... We need to extend Korea, period, period. So right now, the rumor is, it was posted by John Heyman, who is not the most solid source. He can be very dramatic without actually having any sources. He actually had posted that Fromber needed season injury surgery mm-hmm. and wouldn't be playing at all this season. Before the McCullers news, he had posted that there were talks, but then Chandler Rome immediately posted something significantly more specific. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he's not he's not wrong all the time, but it's everybody takes it with a grain of salt. John Heyman has posted 
that the Astros extended or offered Correa a contract of six years for $120 million. Mm -hmm. And then I believe he posted that they were basically not speaking because Mm -hmm. I guess Correa was offended. However, Chandler Rome was on the radio yesterday and said there is dialogue. So we have to hope that dialogue continues because as long as dialogue continues, uh, Correa's deadline is April 1st. We have seven days left. There is a chance. Um, So we, we really, yes, please light the candles. Do we, because it will be, it'll be rough if Correa, if Correa is not extended before spring training, I do not believe he will be an Astro after this year. And I agree with that. And that makes me really, really sad. Um, because of the leader that he's become on the team. I mean, if they, if to me, if they're willing to look over the McCullers injuries through the years and give him that five-year contract, which is, is, is wonderful for the type of pitcher that McCullers is, why can't they put that faith into somebody who has shown you, especially in the last year, how much of a leader they can be and how much of an Astro they want to be? Why can't you give him um, a better contract than what you did. I think too in his playoff performance. I mean, Correa plays his best baseball in the most crucial moments. Absolutely. 2017, game two AOCS. 20, uh, 2019, game two AOCS. Does he say 2017? 2020. Yeah. Like game two AOCS. Oh, what? This is, this is creepy. Um, they were all game twos of the ALC. No, we were. Not, it was our second win. Okay, so it was game five of the. But regardless, he has he has clutch hits. He has Gold Glove defense. Yes, there are injury concerns, but I think my offer would have been eight years, one hundred and eighty million dollars. That's what I believe is fair. Crane doesn't like those long contracts, but he's only twenty six, yeah. so he's probably wouldn't be ending his career. But he thirty four would probably be closer Close. to the end. Yeah. Probably would only have two or three years left after that, depending on how he maintained his health. Um, but then add in a, a ton of incentives. If you play a full season next next season, then we, you know, to get him to that over two hundred million contract he's looking right. for. Absolutely what, agree, and I hope he gets it. What What do you think it would take? What do you I think Gray is looking for? I I think you're right on the money. I think he's looking. I think he's looking for a big, high contract, and I think he knows that he would be able to get something big in the off season. So he wants the Astros to at least come up to what he thinks he's worth. But do, but would he, the Mets are most likely going to extend Lindor. Why would you trade for a guy in the last season of his contract? Lindor will get close to $300 million, but however, Lindor has played full seasons and he's better than Correa. I mean, I love Correa, but that's, he's only one year older too. Yeah. Corey Seager, either I think he stays with the Dodgers, and if not, he would probably be a little less expensive than Correa. Mm-hmm. I think Baez will go leaves the Cubs because the Cubs are not not competing. But you know, Boston has scaled back their their mm-hmm. money. The Yankees have it, and they're always willing to. But they have Glaber Torres. Isn't was he at second now, or is he at short? But he's there. Yeah. So, like, who? Is he really going to get with 210, 220? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think someone's going to come. I don't think, I don't see another team with the money. We're one of the, the highest spending teams. Mm-hmm. I don't see another team coming to Korea and saying, hey, we see your injury history that the Astros are seeing, saw this, and now we're going to add four years and another $100 million to it. I, yeah. I don't think so. I think Correa is taking a, I don't think he should take that deal, but I think he's, it's risky. I think, I think they're ultimately going to meet somewhere in the middle of those two numbers, but I, I, that's my hope. I'm, I have a lot of emotions about this. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I think I texted Nana at one point today. I think I just, after we had a little bit of a lull and I texted, if Correa is not extended, I will not be okay. Like I will legit not be okay. Not okay at all. Um, Why don't you sign Springer then? What are you saving exactly. the money for? You already have Altuve and Bregman locked up. Grinky is a lot of it's coming off the books. Verlander, I hope you do, but you're probably not. 
Yuli, yeah. this is probably it for Yuli, maybe another year. After that, Brantley's only one more year. Brantley's, Brantley's done after these two years. So what are, what are you taking this money for? Yeah. Who, are you going to restructure Bregman? No, you're going you're gonna, to, you need to spend the money on the guy who's been here for your city since he was a rookie. Yep. Just yep. do it. Just yep. do it. For the H. Very, oh, oh my God. Yay. Dang it. <laughs> oh man, that was really good. So, yeah. so that's where we're at now. <laughs> so, um, we have seven days left before Correa's said deadline, which at first I thought he was really, really going to stick to it. But I feel like, eh, I, I think if they're still talking, I don't see them. If they're having really good dialogue, I don't see Correa being like, it's April 1st, done. I'm not talking to you anymore. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he would carry on through like June. But mm-hmm. I, I I think that he, if the conversation is really, really strong and they are really, he- it looks like they're really heading toward meeting in the middle, I think it's going to go past April 1st if it has to, but let's yeah. hope it doesn't. Let's hope it doesn't. Um, they've got, they have time, truly. I know this was Correa's deadline, but um, let's just hope. Well, Verlander, when Verlander got his extension, it was on the last day of spring training. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that's, it's either going to come like tomorrow or this weekend, or it's going to come the very last day if it does happen. I'm going to say Friday. You, tomorrow? It's or tomorrow. next week? Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, Friday. I don't know. I guess so, yeah. That's my guess. <laughs> I've now decided this is my guess since Aussie told me what the calendar was. <laughs> I it was. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> because I feel like Verlander, Verlander was a Friday, too. They announced on a Friday. It's a good way to start the weekend. I think so. I'm and hoping I, that, that all this traction, clearly something's going on. That's exactly what happened in the colors. It was literally what, like 10 p.m. The tweets were posted about the deep conversations in the next day by like 9 a.m. It was early. Yeah, it was what, like yesterday that it happened? Wednesday? Tuesday? So maybe this is something, they're rumblings. Here's hoping. Here's hoping John Heyman is wrong the entire season about anything. <laughs> He hates us, so that would be great. <laughs> so, well, that's our second time around through episode four. <laughs> that's it. And as a thank you gift for for voting and participating. Wait, wait, wait. Should I should I try to harmonize? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> now, I don't know. Do you watch? You don't watch Thirty Rock. You've never seen it. But Tracy comes in a little bit extra. I like how I'm just quoting all these things um he comes in his extra money and they decide they want to add someone to the entourage with his extra money he's like i have been looking for someone to harmonize with (laughs) so that's he wants to hire someone as entourage just to harmonize with them so that's what we're gonna do so okay okay batters up hear that call your face for one and all to play ball. I don't think you could have harmonized with that. We're the members of the All-American team. We come from cities near and far. We got Canadians, Irish ones, and Aussie and Nana. We're all for one, we're one for all, we're all American. See you later. See you later. See you